Too Many Comics, episode 194. We are not skipping a week. Brooks, here we are one week later. Consistency, that's what it's all about. That's what I love it. So <laughs> tell me about Mitch, uh, Mitch Garrods and what he's, up, what he's up to. All right, so Worlds Colliding. Uh, I'm not a huge podcast listener because I'm a hypocrite. Except for this one. That's right. I love this one. This one's so good. Um, I listened to a, a one called How Did This Get Made? Do you know it? Mm, yes. Okay, so I've, this, I've this heard whole, some of it. So this whole podcast is dedicated to piece of shit movies and how did this get made, right? That, that's the whole point of it. Is the, the, these, and this happens all the time where a movie is made and a, as you were watching it, Alan, or the royal you listeners, and you're like, what the fuck is – how in the – how did this get made? So anyway, they um, and I, I'm I'm I I know two of the three hosts, and I'm, which is why I won't say the, their names because I don't want to insult the third one. But suffice it to say, um, they go on the road to promote the the podcast, and they have gear. And I, as I was, I was listening to the latest episode where they were picking on Jaws 3D, which is a true piece of shit. Remember that movie? Yes. And this is before, <laughs> long before 3D was quote unquote perfected. Where you're like, wowie. This and and of course, I didn't see it in the theater. So all I've ever known is like when Jaws is approaching the underwater observation deck to ram the glass and break it and yes. flood and flood it, and this looks like a cardboard cutout headed for you. <laughs> that's all I've ever. That's all I've ever. That's all I've ever known. So anyway, they were discussing how they have an upcoming con they're going to be at or whatever. And and at this point, I'm kind of like it, – it's a much longer podcast than this, which most are. We're pushing like 90 minutes, and I I hear one of the hosts say, uh, and by all means, we'll have some gear there, blah, 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 blah. We'll have some T-shirts and this and that. We'll have one We'll have one done by uh, – known for uh, doing some really incredible work. We're talking things like Mr. Miracle. Uh, um what else did he do with with uh with uh with did he do let's see with tom king sheriff of babylon mr miracle yes 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 he, he goes sheriff of babylon mr miracle's like whoa 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 back it up what are they talking about here and sure enough uh and they they called him uh mitch uh garrards i just want to say how they said it they said it differently than you and i've been doing we've been sexing it yeah up. i never well i never try to figure out the or learn the true way unless they come on the show the true ways of saying names. I just, uh, you know, whatever. So you hear that, creators? Get on the show. If you see your neighborhood. That's the only way. Well, anyway, so I think that's very. So I'm. I would never buy a podcast T-shirt because I just feel like that's gonna like. Do. But I'm curious about what he's come up with for this podcast. So anyway, that that was cool. All right. Wow. Well, I'm, I'm into world, that. Worlds, worlds colliding. A podcast I listen to. People we talk about on this podcast know each other. I like it. So there you go. And I like you is what you're supposed to say. <laughs> and I like you too. <laughs> We've talked a, a few times about San Diego Comic-Con, which is occurring in a couple weeks. And we made mention that there had been rumblings that Marvel's, Marvel's definitely involved and that Marvel Studios was going to be involved. Uh, it has now officially been confirmed for Hall H. They're making their return. They, they were not there last year. Um, July 20th from 5.15 to 6.45 p.m. The description for the panel reads, Marvel Studios president and producer Kevin Feige and surprise panelists provide an inside look at the ever-expanding Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yes, yes, yes. So, you know, we have no idea what we're going to see. Um, reports are that the Black Widow is currently filming, casting underway for the Eternals, uh, and that they have a director for Shang-Chi. Um, there's, there, you know, another film is potentially a Doctor Strange sequel, uh, maybe whatever they're going to be doing with the Guardians. They could yeah, be talking something. a lot of the Disney Plus streaming stuff. There's a lot of things to talk about here. 
I mean, look, should I just go ahead and get my checkbook out right now? It, yes. Yes, you should. I'm, I'm ready to spend, ready did to you, play. Did, as a side note of this, did you see today that uh, Warner Brothers is making their own streaming service called HBO Max? <sighs> Listen, I did not see that news. It was a busy day, but I'll tell you this much. This whole okay, breaking news, I have an opinion that's going to be so different from other people's. <laughs> <laughs> it sucks. Like it, we, 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 we had the whole Netflix alone for a while, right? Then we had Netflix and Hulu. And now we're throwing in all of these others, and we're right back where we started with all the the the, the fragmentation of stuff to watch. This blows, and to have access to it all is not practical. Are you gonna Are you gonna swap between multiple streaming services? Now listen, no. Disney Disney no, Plus, no. you got me. Disney Plus, you got me. Disney Plus, you have me. Yes. The others, and also Amazon Prime, you also have me as well because I have I, I just have Prime, and, and that's never going away. Netflix, because I'm too lazy, you have me as well. But this is some bullshit. This is some <laughs> I don't know the, the business sense of it all. Um, clearly, there's a it, they must feel as if it's going to – I feel like it's almost easier to say, you know, let's sell the rights to all of this stuff for Netflix to stream it. And we'll just make money off of selling the rights, not have to worry about spinning up servers and a streaming service and offering support and customer service for all these people and yeah. doing all this stuff like – you got to understand they have to realize that there's a point of diminishing returns like who and like the big thing that i saw that even like started the conversation was that friends was coming off but first off i saw that those nbc shows are coming off netflix because nbc is doing its own thing yeah. which i i tweeted out the other day that i recently bought community parks and rec and the office on itunes the complete series of each for 25 dollars each because they were on sale because i figured this day would come where i couldn't just like easily fire up one of those on netflix but how often Enough to where, listen, I'll pay $75 to make it happen and not have to worry about subscribing to NBC Universal. Now I just own them and I can watch it and do whatever. Um, I mean, do you, do you really want to see Monica and Chandler's wedding again? That's what I'm saying. Like, who, who's like, oh man, I gotta watch, I gotta watch. People watch Friends again just because it randomly came up on Netflix and they're not like seeking out Warner Media to be like, oh, you gotta watch Friends. Anyways, listen, a, the, I'll uh, save uh, this for the too many streaming TV services shows. podcast. That is what I'm saying. And I'll tell you what else. I could, do you see a future where stuff is pulled from syndication to make us get this other stuff? Because, because frankly, when I hear things like Friends is going to be on, it's on all the time. It's, it's on like, Nickel, like Nickelodeon or one of those. It's definitely yeah. on TBS. To catch that show is not that difficult. And, and you know what? I don't care what people say. I have fallen into a friend's hole a few times on accident. Oh, let's, let's, fuck. Let's, let's watch this. If there is a time – when these things are no longer available like that, do you see that being the, I've got to watch when he gave Marcel away. I mean, like, no. <laughs> I just won't watch it. I mean, but do you see, do you see that being a ploy? They would try to no longer have these things for free. Yeah. But TVs. then that would like decimate TV as we know it. But I guess it's already sort of going that way. Then like, what yep. is it just going to be playing infomercials all day instead of reruns? Uh, I need that new vacuum. <laughs> Anyways, okay. Well, Disney that, Plus, you have me, and yeah, let's talk about some of the Marvel TV shows at Hall H. That'd be cool too. I mean, WandaVision alone, I want to see that one. Yes, I want to see them yeah. all. Anywho, so let's get back to Spider-Man: Far From Home. Is swung past because we like a good pun. Yes, uh, six hundred million dollars worldwide. That's great. Good for it. Six hundred six thirteen as of as of yesterday. I just put this in here today, so that's that's the facts. So they are still printing money. 
Yeah, it's true. And so apparently this was a 57% drop off um, from week one. And it's on par with what they say, things like Transformers and Spider-Man. The Amazing Spider-Man. This was the one they did with uh, uh, the the guy from uh, the the social network. What's his name in real life? Um... Andrew Garfield. Yeah, Andrew Garfield. Yeah, yeah. Where are we when I needed you? Anyway, so uh, so the, it, it seems to be doing quite well for itself. And, you know, I, I've thought and rethought my original review where I think I kind of blew, off, blew it off here and there. But I, I thought it was a, a solidly made movie. But, again, my gripe was to people like me and you, you and I, the twist was not what I think would have really – was not for, for me. It was for people that know nothing about The twist. Comics. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes that yes that oh and, and then we can move on from this quickly so go spider-man go i look forward to, to the third installment which there will be did you know also that um um spider-verse is now one uh yeah i did see that so that's in my queue and i need i need to just take a day i love that movie i really really did and i i need to just take a day where i'm gonna like unplug because i have a hard time watching movies at home because i'd start dicking around with you know various tablets phones you know what have yous it's a great movie very well made agreed i went in the theater i thought it was great all right well let's talk some books bookies here we go so this week's number one we had space bandits number one this was mark miller mateo scalera out of image comics uh, a miniseries premiere uh, Thana Cole and Cody Blue are among the universe's most wanted felons. Each the leader of their own criminal ops, they run heists across the galaxies, hopping from ship to ship to fleece everyone inside. But when both women are betrayed by their crews, the bandits only have one thing on their minds, revenge. So this first issue is a bit of world building, um, kind of the issue split up between the two characters' stories, uh, both as described in this, you know, completing heists across the galaxies, eventually screwed over by their crews who just screwed over by the guys in their lives. Um, so now they're just two females that, you know, by virtue of this happening, end up in the same prison and a gal and a, a crustacean far away. And uh, I imagine some hell is going to uh, take place once they put their wits together. All right. So we got these two women. Yes. And one is we meet her when she's knocking over like a cruise liner kind of thing. She's a, she's a she's a thief that way. And then we had, and then, and she's, I guess, pulled together like this A-list group of uh, unseemly people to assist with this, and is shockingly double-crossed. That's where she's coming from. And the other is more of a grifter type, and she's been working with her boyfriend to bamboozle people that way. Yes. And that's all the the, the building that you need. Now the thing is, I kind of liked it. Okay, I, it did not read like a typical Mark Miller book to me. Not at all. And by the way, Mateo Scalera is known for things like Black Science, uh, Secret Avengers, among others. So he's he's got his – when I, as I was reading, I was like, this art looks so familiar. Why does it look so familiar? And that's why Black Science. That's a, that's a uh, written book. Okay. Yep. Uh, and that's that's how I knew that. Um, I, I – you know, it's a five-book run, which we like stuff like that. What do you think? Would you stick with this one? Um, I think I would read the miniseries when it's completed. I, I think there's a, I think there's it? a cool enough, st- I mean, I'm interested to see where these two go and like, you know, how they get the, clearly they're going to bust out of here and get some revenge on these guys. <laughs> no, the whole book is them just stuck in prison. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're going to bust <laughs> out, get some revenge on the guys. So how are they going to do it? Are they going to, I mean, I feel like it's not, it was not, um, intriguing enough to me to want to read month to month however long it's gonna be coming out but when the five issues are done i could definitely see myself knocking you know it's 
Got cool Good art. Easy. You know, yeah. Mark Miller's obviously knows how to tell a story. I love that it's only five issues. I can pick this up in a sitting and, and most likely blow through it. Um, that's not to say I didn't like it. I just, uh, you know, I think it will read better like that. And I'd probably give it like a solid B. Get too. I, re- I mean, I thought it was okay. I, mean, I, I, I get your approach to this. I don't know if it'd be like appointment reading, but I think in terms of just it being a solidly made book, the team, of course, is solid. The, t- the, the creative team, not the team of these two women. Uh, that, that remains to be seen. Maybe yeah, they, I'm sure they will be solid as well. I, I who, we, we can only hope. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I thought it was and it was it was easy peasy. Uh, I thought it was good. I liked it. Cool. Next week we've got Unearth number one. This is by Colin Bunn, Baltimore Rivas, and Kyle Strom out of Image Comics. Series premiere, when a flesh-warping disease ravages a remote village in Mexico, a scientific task force travels to the inhospitable area to investigate the contamination. Tracing the source of of the disease to a nearby cave system, the team discovers a bizarre, hostile ecosystem and a supernatural revelation from which they may never escape. Get out of here. They might not. We've done a lot of Colin Bunn in our day, I believe. So he did things like Harrow County, X-Books, multiple of those. Uh, what else? I don't remember, but certainly enough that that it, it clouds the memory. Yeah, um, there there haven't been too many that I kept up with off the top of my head. Uh, I think you you read all of Harrow County, right? Uh, no, I read lots of it though. Okay, um, I, I remember just a lot of his X books that we did, and what yeah, they he, were off the top of my head, I'm forgetting. But we definitely read a lot of his X books. Well, he's back cool. at it. One more for this guy. Yeah. So, uh, what else did you get to this week? Let me see here. I read we, – we already discussed Super Sons 12, so, so I'll let you talk to that later. Uh, I read Deceased number three. I got to say, man, I really enjoy this book. I still want to get to it. I think – did we do – we did book one on this show, yes? Yes. Okay. So the whole point of this is – and I've actually done a, a little bit of research as a voting member of the Eisner Awards. <laughs> 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 Is I've so this all starts when um, Darkseid fucks with the stupid um, anti-life equation and gets infected himself with this weird virus. Which either if you are if you are uh, injured by somebody that has this virus, or you get connected to the interwebs, which we've learned is just trash. You are also infected, and it is burning through the DC universe. Book three now we are learning the fates of so many familiar faces slash characters and and we're seeing how some of them you became infected with this and some of it's troubling and if not heartbreak knowing that this is not none of this is going to stick right this is not a, a, a this is an alternate universe where this has happened right right but i i've really and it's a quick read i mean i read book three and i mean this is a compliment in eight minutes just been like because it, it, it just it reads fast Beautiful spreads. Is that you turning the digital pages? Yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I, I thought it was really. I, I think it's a good. It's a really good book. I don't know what this is. What this is planned for, and I, I wish I could talk more about it, but I, I don't know. It's certainly not going to be an ongoing book because there's just no way that you could. But I thought it was real. Oh, number uh, of six. There's. I just learned this uh, in real time on my piece of shit computer. <laughs> I had to wind it up, and that's back up at full speed. But uh, yeah, I think I think it's great. I also read um, Dead Man Logan number nine of twelve, and this is by Ed Brisson, who's done uh, lots of stuff that we've talked about on the show as well. Um, I'm blanking on most of it, but for that that series, we were at summer camp. Remember this? Oh, no, no, they were, they were like in a bunker because the apocalypse was coming. What the fuck was that called? Um, sheltered that's right 
Uh, which you did fi- – you finished that, right? Um, I have since bought them all. I don't think I ever finished it quite yet. I did read the first two volumes. You had me read the first volume. I remember reading the second. And I think there's one more. Well, in any event, I really enjoyed that. I mean, I'll tell you what, man. I really like this book a lot. I really, I was, I was, uh, as you know, a little bit overwhelmed with there being a twelve book announcement, but the way that they have taken the arcs from initially, it's um, Old Man Logan's sort of swan song as as he was brought in his Wolverine's replacement for a number of years, and his main goal initially is to take out Mysterio, who is because uh, in the original Old Man Logan book. Um, he is the one that manipulates Wolverine into killing all of the X-Men, which I think is impossible. All of them, none of them had fortitude to take out Berserker Rage Wolverine or even a group of them. So I, I call bullshit on that, but that's the whole, <laughs> that's the whole point of the story. Um, so this is so, but, but he wrapped up that initial you know, goal in book five or six. So the other part of this is him being back in his home world and there's been a new crop of problems he has to take care of but i gotta say man really enjoying it this is one that i think that you actually would like when it's in a, in a collected format because okay. I, I do i will say that once i get through with a, an issue i'm like fuck you have to wait some more um but but i, I but based upon the quality and the art is good there's been some humorous moments um i i, I really i'm looking forward to the end of this and in a good way and i think that you would enjoy sort of having just it all together and just like and i bet you it'll be on unlimited collected in like three months six months i'm gonna hold you to that three or six is a big difference yeah so it'll be in either one quarter or (laughs) within the next year (laughs) within quarter within q2 you can (laughs) q4 you're good to go so anyway but but i i i endorse i definitely co-sign on this book cool and that's basically it with respect to uh, what i read beyond um the uh debut we recorded but days ago yeah um, I did get to the finale of Adventures of Super Sons. Um, glad to see this ended. I, I think it had gone, we've talked many times, but it had gone on longer than it probably needed to. Um, but they definitely leave it open for more stories, obviously, um, as you mentioned. So, listen, I enjoyed the ride. I, much like I can't believe Runaways went 22 issues, I can't believe this offshoot of the Super Sons went like two, two full runs like this. Um, because the last one was, did it push 20 issues? I feel like it was it was no. a while. No, it was not twenty. Was it like fifteen or something? It was more than twelve. Um, maybe, but okay. it was not. It was not a super long. Well, run. either way, twenty four plus issues of that little offshoot was something that I never would have expected to get. Uh, and never, but quite honestly, I don't know that I expected to enjoy it as much as I did, especially that first run. Uh, you know, they definitely left it open. They definitely could go back in time and tell more of these stories. Um, pick up with these two. We, we talked about that last week. Um, I'd like to see like a creative, creative person get them and do a little something different with them and maybe not be so what this run was of out in space and all these crazy happenings going on and taking them too far away from Gotham or Metropolis. I think putting them back in, back in school and front and center like that would be more interesting moving forward. But yeah, listen, glad to have read it. Yeah. And that was a 16 book run. Cool. Just see. Okay. My, my computer is like really firing on two cylinders right now. Fans are spinning. That's right. <laughs> we're taking care of that. I don't, I don't think the fans work anymore. Jesus. <laughs> I got to put a fan on it. That's how bad this has got. Oh, God. Um, and the only other thing I got to in our short period of recordings was uh, Spencer Unlock 3 and 4. And I don't know if you had a chance to read these yet. Uh, but four, 4 is the finale. So it was a four-issue run. Oh, really? Yes. Um, 
which sucks and is good at the same time. It, it sucks because I like the book. I want to keep reading it. Uh, you know, I've got hopes that it will continue on. But I also like that. Listen, we talk about liking miniseries. We, we just mentioned that earlier. Um, and having talked to the creator, I think this book works as like a comes out every once in a while. Here's four issues. Have a little fun installment. And then we come back with some more, perhaps like it. I almost wish it would. I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, I like reading them issue by issue. I almost wish it would have like come out as just like a four issue little mini book each time. And then I'll you know, just stash it and plow through it. And that's that. Um, but it's a fun read. Um, definitely enjoy it. I'm glad I, I got hooked on it. Glad we got to talk to David and, uh, you know, it's had to be, a, see it ending, but he also, he also has a, a new book coming out soon, which I'm sure we'll talk about at some point in the future. Well, I will probably read issue four tomorrow and I anticipate having Mr. Pepos back on here for that, uh, third volume. Yeah. I really awesome. do. I really, and he'll say yes. <laughs> he'll when say he hears yes. this, he will say, yes. he will retweet the fuck out of this. I hope so. And yeah. this is not nothing for children, this show. People. Spencer and Locke, love it. And uh, yeah, so that was it. Okay, well, so it was, uh, it was, uh, it was, it was a tight week. But, yes. You know, I think, I think that we are going to be uh, hard charged here too far. So, in other news, we got some, a couple, couple bits of actual comic book news. Usually the news is flooded with TV, movie type stuff. Um, but we got some news out of Image Comics. That officially announced November, a series of graphic novellas from writer Matt Fraction and artist Elsa Charretier. <laughs> <laughs> Charretier. That's good. Yeah. Chandelier. Chandelier. Anyways, uh, artist of Star Wars, Infinite Loop, Matt Fraction, obviously, of Hawkeye, Sex Criminals, that type of stuff. Um, it's been a, a source of intrigue and excitement since appearing in Images September solicitations. Follows three women whose lives intersect in a dark criminal underworld. As fire and violence tear through their city over the course of a single day and night, they find their lives are bound together by one man who seems to be the cause of it all. Okay. Cool. I mean, I'm, I'm a fan of the of the team. And we've also got, so that comes out, uh, number one comes out November 6th. Uh, but even in, in the meantime, I think we've only got maybe a couple more weeks for Fraction's Jimmy Olsen, to, Jimmy Olsen book out of DC to hit. So um, it's been a while since I've read anything from Matt Fraction. So looking forward to both of those. Uh, sidebar, your French was so on point. I learned a term this past weekend that I have to pay for it. So you know that feeling, maybe you don't get it, maybe you're superhuman, when you're like on like a ledge or in a super high floor and you look down and you just feel this like like not, almost like a fear that you're just going to just get flung over the side or like – Yes. Like, a gust of wind's going to come and I'm out of here. Right. What, what if I just jumped? You know I mean, like, even that's crazy. So that is actually, there's an actual term for this. And it's in France. It's called uh, lapel de vide, which means, um, it means call of the void. That's, a, that's an actual term. Okay. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Thanks so, for uh, dropping the knowledge. Well, I also just feel like, so I'm not that weird. It's, it's, it's so common that there's a term for it. Oh, listen, I'm happy for you expanding your uh, vocabulary. Well, at least well, I, I paint it forward. And, and now, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that, that's just something I want to – just because your French reminded me of it. Yes. That's why I wanted to put that out there. So in the next bit of comic news, we've got Alish Cott coming back. He is really all about these tears and ghosting. Yes. So I don't quite understand all of this. I'm just going to read some of the story here from Bleeding Cool. Uh, Alish Cott and Robert Samuel Savior coming from AWA Comics. Uh, and the story says – in 1989, the teenage Mark Miller wrote a comic called Savior for Trident Comics drawn by Daniel Vallely and Nigel Kitching 
and notable for having TV presenter Jonathan Ross as the Antichrist. It was his first professionally published work. It was Shrine's bestseller, and years later, Axel Ross, Alex Ross tried to revive it at Vertigo. Many of the ideas turned up and chosen instead. Anyway, Bill James and Axel Alonso are dropping the U and publishing a different comic with similar themes, also written by a bit of an unusual lefty, Alish Cott, drawn by Robert Samlin, who previously drew an issue of Cott's Zero for Image Comics. So, the Savior. The Savior is special, possessing godlike powers. He's been raised his whole life in a carefully controlled bubble of his mother and father's creation. When his parents pass away, he falls into the clutches of a secret society that has been waiting for someone like him to carve a future of their design. His parents anticipated this moment and prepared their son for it, but for him to truly rise to the occasion, he must first pull back the curtain on his family legacy and uncover who he really is. What do they mean by unusual lefty? Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, Rich Johnson throwing that in there. I mean, you're left-handed, aren't you? That I am. Me too. What's the deal? You're smarter. We could be president. <laughs> That's the thing. And you know what? That's one of those things where I hated being left-handed as a kid because of obvious reasons. Those weird scissors. Yes. Y- y- your hand gets covered in ink. Or lead uh-huh. from, the, from the pencil. Yes, I don't know, if you, I don't know if, you, if you get hook hand where you go around as you're writing. Yep. I used to. I don't, not so much any longer. I don't write that a, much anymore, so it's hard dude, to tell. I, I got the penmanship of a serial killer at this point. It's yeah. terrible. It's bad. When I and I, I have to write rent checks as my landlord is so old school, and I'm like, and I as I get started, I'm like, do this. It's only it's only three lines. <laughs> like, I get so psyched out. My notes when I go to meetings are written in a language that only I can understand. Yep, same here. Chicken and scratch. Sometimes, and sometimes only me. Um, I tend to only write on the on the right side of the page. So lots of wasted real estate. But you know what? I like being a lefty. It works. I do. I do. I feel like it's it's a it's a it's a badge of honor. And the the smaller the percentage of the population, the better, as far as I'm concerned. I agree. Anyway, that's hundred percent hundred percent of this show though. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> so, Alish Cott coming back. I imagine we'll probably read this just because we normally do get suckered into his books. And I imagine if we went back and looked at his titles, we're probably batting like it's probably it's probably batting five hundred. It's like fifty fifty shot as to whether or not the, it's going to like really strike. What was the one I didn't continue where it was like like if it, you could unlock your sonic potential first, you puked a lot, and then you had like abilities. What was yeah, that? I really, God, I really like that one too. I wonder if it's almost like if you watched The Ring and saw Samara, you got yeah, like, What the hell was that called? I remember Wolf. I remember Zero. Oh, uh, Zero. We are change material. God, what was that called? I don't know. I'm what was his Marvel book? Those was it. Secret, he did Secret Avengers. Yes. God, that was that was a good run. That was good. It was kind of like weirdly funny. Yes. And the team was a very weird mix of people. Like Modoc was in it. Generation was, Gone is the one you were thinking that's, of. That's that's the one. Yeah, that's pretty good. Well, so I mean, I'm sorry for all these repressed memories are coming, <laughs> <laughs> but I remember that one. And I, and I and I won't do it here, but I will research. What was the thing that made them become magical? Yeah, I forget. You like, forget you like watch something or like yeah. do a TED, it's TED talk or something. Yeah, about being a righty. <laughs> yeah, barf. <laughs> uh, and lastly. Uh, this was a headline that I was happy to see. Marvel's Runaways Season 3 will feature Cloak and Dagger, is the rumor. I mean, I think that this is a favorite of Cloak and Dagger. I don't like that show. Really? Not at all? Uh-uh. Eh. Not it, enough for me to... I, it's not... I I greatly prefer Runaways. I, I like the way Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Between the two, I, I like Runaways more. I think the, the, the things that I don't like about Cloak and Dagger are only exist because it plays up to who mostly watches Freeform. Girls? Yeah or, yeah, or just, you know, I think it's playing to that audience more than, uh, you know, what Runaways would. Like, if Cloak & Dagger were on Hulu, 
with the same cast and everything, it would just be, you know, that much more appealing to us. Um, so I think just merging these and I imagine, yeah, happening in runaway, I can't see runaway as being on free form, but I can easily see these two cloak and dagger characters coming to Hulu and going over that way. So, I mean, I'd be interested to see this, you know, that these are characters that, you know, had a big relationship in the, in the first runaways book. Um, they should come together and, you know, this is the byproduct of Disney owning all this nonsense. Crap. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So observation, I don't feel like, uh, Cloak and Dagger are the right ages to run into the runaways. I feel like they were older when they ran into them. Like they the were se- yeah. I feel like they were like seniors to the runaways sophomores. Yeah. And younger. Yeah. I, I think that was the, was the case. Um, also I just, I'm sorry to be so negative cause I do like things. I like things. I still don't like the way they did Molly in Runaways. Yeah, it's too different. It's, it, she's she should be like eight or nine. Yeah, that's the. I, I don't care if she's still Molly Gonzalez or whatever they made her into. And I'm I'm sorry to be she's Latin and I, I diversity bring it on. Why'd you make her fourteen? Yeah, listen, I'm with you. I get it. I mean, Gert should be fourteen. Yes, but I like stuff. I do, <laughs> including I do including like, the Runaway show. I I like anyway, I like so that's all stuff, places, and things. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to be Miss Pawnee. Anyway, so that's that, so you know what uh, this this show is actually less padded than I thought it was going to be. This was a good a good one. Yeah, good stuff. We uh, next week we'll be reading Unearth Number One. Uh, so be, be sure to tune back in and uh, hit us up online, too many comics dot com, and various social media outlets, and uh, talk some comics. I've been reading too many comics.